All right, Chad Brendel here on the uh, seventh floor of the Linder Center after the uh, signing day press conference, talking to defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman. And defense heavy, this class, um, was that by design or was that just kind of how it shook out? I think it was first was by need. Um, There's certain positions that we felt like uh, we definitely wanted to replace some guys, um, especially starting with the D-line. I think we were able to sign four or five guys that we see can play D-line, maybe guys can play D-line slash linebacker. Um, but, you know, I think for us it all starts up front. You know, we've got some good guys, some good players that I think will help us. Um, and then at the linebacker position, we end up signing two guys, you know, one being a sniper, uh, one being a true linebacker. But, you know, those were, were two positions. And I think going into the recruiting process, we said we've got to make sure we fill this front seven up you know, and, and build it the right way. And then we were able to get some great players in the back end. You know, I think you got two dynamic corners and two safeties that are really, really good football players, you know, that come from good programs and that are, are ultimately going to help us. All right, let's go through it one by one. Uh, we'll start Jacob Dingle, mm -hmm. legacy, a uh, kid that camped in the summer uh, before his junior year and was one of the – our, our li the listeners don't know, but – the the unknown guys have like a yellow jersey on or a blue. They're not they're not labeled. They're not identified. And Dingle came out there that day as a, ju a junior and was flying all over the place. By the end of camp, he was on every radar. And then found out his dad went here. You guys were able to build that relationship. Tell us about him. Yeah, I think he's a kid that we had known about him, but wasn't for certain how good of a football player he was. He's not a kid that'll come to camp and run a 4-3 and you're right. going to say, he's going to walk in the door and say, oh my gosh, that's the most impressive looking kid we've seen. The most impressive thing about him is the way he plays football. And you see that in camp when you start doing a competitive drills. He's an ultimate competitor. You go and you, he go, comes from a great high school program. His high school coaches rave about the competitor he is, the great football player he is, the football knowledge he has. Mm -hmm. That's the guys you want in our program. You know, we're, we're, we're not looking for for stars, we're looking for guys that are extremely good football players, and he's one of them. You're gonna have to keep him away from Des, though. <laughs> no doubt. Trinity Louis no St. X, no, no rivalry doubt. there. Hey, those those quarterbacks are in red. Stay away from The other one, uh, and listed as an athlete, but Jaquan Shepard just added to the mix today at safety. Yeah. Uh, could play corner, could play wide receiver. That's why he's down here as an athlete. But what did you guys see in him that that made him a priority late in the process? He, he's he, Coach Doug Phillips did a great job of bringing his film to me and, and our defensive staff and, and just kind of stand on the table and say, hey, guys, look at this kid, look at this kid. And at that time, really, we were kind of full at the at the DB position. Um, but when we watched his film, man, he changed some minds. And, uh, you know, then you bring him on campus, you get a chance to see him in person and get to know him. Uh, what a great kid and, and a great-looking kid. You know, I reminded him on the phone when we got his papers today, hey, you're a defensive player. You know, not the <laughs> offensive guys will say something different, but I think he's going to be a great defensive player for us. Um, I'll have to fight the offensive staff for him, but um, those are the guys you want, dudes that are just athletes and come in here and compete, and let's figure it out once he gets here. At corner, who, buddy. Uh, I don't know if people know this. I've talked about this a couple of times. When you guys got here, you signed the number one cornerback in the state of Ohio and the number two cornerback in the state of Ohio in your first class. Mm -hmm. Those guys did pretty good this year, Derek Forrest and Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. Derek moving to safety, obviously. Mm -hmm. The next year, we signed the number one corner in the state of Ohio. Mm -hmm. And Arquan Bush sure. got to see against DCU a little preview of what's to come with him. Yeah. You come back this year, Justin Harris. I asked Fick in the press conference, pressure on you. It's a Wayne kid. <laughs> you know, make that happen, you and Mick. Yeah. Uh, but first Harris, and then we'll get to Gardner. Uh, he's as good a corner in the camp settings 
as I've seen in all my years doing this. Feet, hands, quickness, speed. I mean, he just he jumps off the page. Right, right. And that, just like you said, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Coach Mickens. You know, Coach, <laughs> <laughs> he coaches the corners and he's a wing guy. So I told Coach Mickens there's a lot of pressure on you, not <laughs> me. So, uh, you know, Justin's a kid that I've known about for a long time. And, uh, you know, obviously with my relationship at Wayne High School, um, you've been able to keep in contact with him and, uh, you know, develop a great relationship with the kid. And uh, he's a kid that, yes, he's a great football player. You know, there was many schools that wanted him, um, but I think ultimately came down to our relationships. Coach Mickens did a great job um, being his position coach, being able to build that relationship. And, you know, I think ultimately that's what did it for him. Um, he's going to be a kid that makes us better instantly. Um, he's that type of player, and uh, I'm excited for his future here. Gardner's not too far off. I mean, that's another kid, big-time MLK High School in Detroit. Mm -hmm. A uh, guy that a lot of people wanted, and and another guy that could that cornerback room is Coach Mickens going to have his hands full figuring out who to get on the field. No, no doubt, man. We got that's that's great to have. You know, competition obviously it, it breeds growth, and uh, you know I think that corners room is a, is a strong room already, and you're adding two strong players. Uh, Ahmad is a guy that we were able to get to to uh, our club and have him work out and, and see him live, and uh, you know he, he's going to be a great football player, a long, lengthy. Uh, defensive back um, comes from a great program, MLK, up in Detroit, and uh, I'm excited for him. Man. I'm really excited. Is he similar to Arquan in that length and athleticism? He, he's a little bit taller, a little bit longer. Um, I think he's not as filled out as, as uh, Arquan was when he got here. Now, that's not saying he can't be that. Right. Um, but I think he's got a high ceiling, meaning his body is still young. He's He's got a lot of length, and you'll watch as you put size on him. Guys, once they start putting that muscle on, get faster. People don't realize he'll get faster, he'll get stronger, he'll get quicker. Um, he can be a, a great football player. So Dorian Holloway is a guy that uh... – Nobody in the state knew about. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. When, he, when he came on the radar, I started making some calls, yeah. started trying to get a feel for, for him and his game, and everybody went, who? Exactly. A, a basketball player. Yep. Uh, switched over to football, realized could have a future in football. You guys got in quick. You were able to hold off some Power 5 people that were sniffing around after you got his commitment. Yeah. Getting him signed at that sniper position is a big deal. Yeah. Funny story on him, I think it goes back to why you must have great relationship with high school coaches. Because his high school coach, Mario Franklin, is a guy that I've had a relationship for a long time. And when he calls you, Brian Halfley, he calls you and says, hey, I got a guy, you believe him because I've signed guys out of the school that I know that are good football players. And so Dorian was a kid that obviously transferred this year. Um, fortunate for us, he was only able to play four games because I think if he played ten, I don't know if he would really be talking to us. I mean, that's the type of athlete – uh, that he can be and will um, be here at, at Cincinnati. But what a great family. Um, uh, really, I love to call him a raw piece of clay because he has everything. When he has length, he has size, he's physical, he's aggressive, he's a competitor. Um, now when he starts realizing he's a football player and not a basketball player, and he'll still tell you he's a basketball player, but when he <laughs> realizes he's a football player, he's one of those guys in a couple of years, I think people are going to say, wow, where did he come from? You know, he's going to be a special football player. And that was one, you guys, there was no hesitation. No. We can get him committed yep. at 6'4", 205. Mm -hmm. He checks every box physically and athletically. He's exactly what we're looking for in that sniper position. And, uh, man, I can't wait to work with him. <laughs> uh, Brody Engel, local kid. Yep. The, the LaSalle pipeline continues. Mm -hmm. uh, one in each of, each of your years that you guys have been here. Yeah. Um, Josh is a little crazy. I don't know about him. <laughs> but uh, 
got to got to feel good about a, another GCL kid and, and a guy that can help you in that linebacker room. You know, Brody was our first commitment. Yep. And um, you know, going into this recruiting class, we were going to take one linebacker, and uh, Brody was a guy identified early and said, you know what, he's my top guy. He's the one I want. And, and I put a little pressure on him. I said, hey, Brody, man, we got three or four guys that are ready to commit. You're the one I want. You know, let let, let me know what you want to do. And and he fell in love with this place. He's a Cincinnati kid. He's obviously has teammates here. Um, and he's exactly what we're looking for in that linebacker position. And uh, he's going to be a good one. He's going to be a really good player. Defensive end, you guys have continued to look for length and athleticism. Got a lot of that. We'll start with Isaiah Ruffin, 6'6", 235, uh, out of the Chicago area. That gives you that, that edge guy, that length that you guys have been wanting to add. Yeah. You know, the first time I saw Isaiah when I was in Chicago, Coach Gino had done a great job with Dooley, um, and I was able to go see him when I was seeing some different some some different defensive players in the Illinois area. And uh, when I saw him, I said, "Whoa, how many offers this guy got? How many people do we got to beat on this kid?" And you know, fortunately, we didn't have to beat a whole crazy amount, but we had to beat enough. And, and he's going to be a kid that that kind of like the Ahmad uh, the Ahmad role and, and kind of like the the Dorian role where. He has all the size, but is that raw piece of clay mm-hmm. and will continue to fill out um, and, and will do great things. He, he officially visited this summer, and we were able to get a commitment out of him when a lot of schools were saying, don't commit, don't commit. He fell in love and said, this is where I want to be, and, and I'm excited for his future. Stephen Hawthorne, 6'4", 220, uh, another guy that you're going to have to get some size, get some bulk on him, some strength on him, but that's what Brady makes their, uh, Brady makes the big bucks for. No doubt. <laughs> um, but at 6'4", again, another guy that, that coming off that edge gives you length. Yeah, when we first saw him, I didn't know if he's going to be a Sam linebacker or is he going to be a, a defensive end, a jack. I mean, he's a kid that was a track kid, an athletic kid. Um, we met. I first met him uh, at a camp there in Chicago. He didn't work out. And then I got to know him through recruiting a little bit. And, um, man, is, is he a, a good-looking kid, man, you know, and, and – some kid that we have to we had to fight a lot of schools to get him and uh, he was another kid that came and took his official visit in the summer and I think those guys bonded man I thought it was great that we had a great weekend in, in the summer and we got a lot of those guys committed and uh, <coughs> he's going to be another guy that who knows how big he gets you know he's going to be a multi-positional guy and uh, I think he'll do great things for us. Speaking of multi-positional guys uh, Zach Hummel 6'3", 2'39", uh, played some offense, played some defense, defensive end, uh, jack position. How do you see him? Because he's he's another guy that can do a lot of things. Yeah, man, you look at his legs and his butt, man. He, Who knows, man? <laughs> he's a big kid. Now, he's 240, and he's playing basketball. He might be 235. And uh, I remember when I first went into Hilliard Bradley, and his coach, LaParle, said, hey, he's a heck of a basketball player. And all of a sudden you look at him and say, holy kid, that kid is a heck of a basketball player. And I went and watched him and I watched some of his basketball highlights and he can play basketball too. Man. And I love dudes that can play basketball, you know. And uh, just like you said, who knows what Zach's going to be? You know, is he going to be an end? Is he going to be a three? Is he going to be a jack? Is he going to – I don't know, you know, but he's a football player. He played linebacker for him this year. And uh, he's a kid that comes from a great family, uh, a bloodline of, of football. You know, his dad obviously was a good football player in college, went to Texas Tech and uh, – you know, we're excited. Sister played basketball for, I think, Southern Illinois. But um, I'm just excited for him, his bloodline, his family, and uh, what he'll do for us. Finally, Eric Phillips, local kid. Yeah. As a junior in high school, he was 6'3", 210 pounds. Yeah. As a senior, 6'4", 285 pounds. <laughs> um, how, how do you even project him? Because I, I, he played some outside linebacker this year at 280. I mean, he, he, he's, he's rare athletically and yeah. physically. 
We're going Biggie, you know, and, and it's funny. We had our club dates, and, and he was there, but he couldn't work out. And it seemed like every time I saw him, he was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, who is this kid? You know, and you watch him film, and he's a little bit, you know, rangy kid. You don't know who, what he is as his junior. And then also, and I saw him work out on one of those college days that, that Coleraine had, and I'm like, whoa, I left it. And I called Coach Fick, and I called Coach Strip and said, this dude can play for us. He is a good football player. He moves. He's big as heck. Um, and, and then we end up getting him committed, you know, and, and he comes from a great program. Obviously, Coach Bolden did a great job with him. He understands toughness. He understands what it takes to be a great player. Um, and now we just got to get him doing it at the college level. But uh, I'm excited about him, the entire defensive line, the entire defensive signing class. Uh, I think we're going to be good here for years on defense because of the kids we're bringing in, you know, and, and you know, you continue to bring in great kids, great competitors, and, and great athletes. You know, you can play good defense. Did, did, at what point did you get to look at him and say, "Hey, we're top ten defense"? Like, we we know what we're doing because that's a that's a tool that, that that's a bullet you didn't have in the gun up until you know midway through the season when it's legit. We're we're going to be one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah, I think you know as you're recruiting during the season, um, you're telling these kids to watch. Hey, keep watching us now. You know, we're doing good things. You try not to play, pay attention to the rankings and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, after the season, when you're able to sit down with these kids and you say, hey, tell me your goals, and, and I'll show you what we can do for you here. And if they want to be a part of a great defense, they can do that here. And now we have the statistics and obviously the play to show them that you're going to be pushed here, but you're going to be a part of something great. And uh, I hope every one of those guys that signed, I know, and I hope I know those guys want to be a part of, of great defense. They want to be a part of championship teams. They want to be a part of uh, coaching staffs that's going to push them to reach goals they couldn't even think they could be at. You know, and, and if you have that mentality, you know, you'll look back three, four, five years from now and you'll say, hey, this is the best decision I made in my life. So that's what we're excited for. How how satisfying was that for you you took this leap with coach fickle mm -hmm. you had all the faith in the world in him and then they go out and perform like they did this year and now you know going forward you've got all the ammo in the world to go to these kids especially the kids you're competing with the big 10 for in ohio and saying we can do it here you know i think it starts with the kids you have here and you know you want it for them you want them to reap success because they work their tails off they do the things you ask them to do. And you know what? I want them to be able to walk outside and say, you know what? I was not only a ten win, a part of a 10-win team, but I was a part of a defense that, that was really, really good. And then you use that because you realize it's not about scheme. At the end of the day, it's about those kids and those players you bring into your program. And, uh, you know, when you go out and you sell, you know, you sell University of Cincinnati football, you sell the defense you play, you can, it isn't just words, there's facts, there's theories, there's, there's, you know, there's actual evidence of being really, really good. And uh, you want people that want to be a part of that. You know, I don't want kids that just want to go play for what's hot now. I want kids that want to be a part of something great, but understanding the hard work it takes and, and the competitiveness it takes to get there. That's the kids we want here. And that's the kids that are ultimately going to thrive here. All right, appreciate it, Coach. Thank All right, you. Man, thanks, John. Appreciate it. And that was Marcus Freeman, defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Now, let's move to the offensive side of the football with offensive coordinator Mike Denbrock. Coach, did they, they just tell you you didn't get a whole lot of spots this year? <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely, uh, I think it's uh, quality over quantity for sure. But uh, 
maybe a couple more to come uh, here when the February signing period comes. Um, no running backs, no tight ends. Uh, that was a uh, that those rooms got stocked plentiful last year. Um, so started kind of in the, on the lines um, and and quarterback and and wide receiver. Wide receiver is where I want to start. Trey okay. Tucker, uh, a legit sub four forty guy, uh, can help you in special teams. Uh, can help you uh, a little bit on the the undersized side at 5'11", but uh, how do you envision him as being a guy that can come in and, and make an impact on this offense? Yeah, I mean, I, I think not a 6'4", you know, long guy, but, uh, you know, a lot of power compacted into a very explosive body. And, uh, you know, somebody I think that can uh, contribute along the lines of a Jay Sean Jackson that uh, came in with us last year that uh, can play in the slot, can break people down in space, um, I don't put it beyond Trey to do anything he wants to do. I mean, he's that type of competitor. Uh, he's done a great job of, of helping us recruiting-wise, uh, being on the phone with these guys and, and kind of being uh, the glue uh, of this group of guys that we've got coming in to a large extent. So I, I think great leadership, number one. I think a, a highly competitive uh, young man that uh, you know has some really good assets that I think will fit well in what we do scheme-wise. Uh, James Hudson, six five, two fifty five, a four star, former four star kid. I went to Michigan. You get him on a transfer. Um, the offensive line room, I'm I marvel at. When you guys got here, it was it needed a lot of help. It definitely needed some attention. <laughs> there's no, there's no and and now you look at that room, and, and you've got size and length and athleticism, and this is another guy that fits right along in that that path you've been taking it does it's really exciting too you know obviously with James coming uh aboard because you know you lose Dino uh our fifth year transfer at left tackle uh you get a guy that's got similar athleticism um has the mentality necessary to excel at that position and and you hope that he comes along when he gets into the into the scheme of things and understanding kind of what we're doing and maybe takes that role over and maybe is a guy who can uh, not just be there for a year, but can be there for multiple years uh, looking forward. How much did having Mike Warren help with that? You know, the two were. Yeah, at, obviously at a huge piece of the puzzle. You know, obviously their relationship, I think, kind of cracked the door open. Uh, but I also think, I think when he got around our guys and, and, and got a feel for, uh, you know, the fact that we are what we say, we're an offensive line driven program and they're going to be kind of the guys that we really lean on a lot. And he wanted that challenge. And, and he found it here at Cincinnati, and we're happy he did. Speaking of gigantic human beings, uh, Cam <laughs> Jones, six foot eight, two fifty five, listed as an athlete, listed as a quarterback. Um, he's going to get an opportunity there, but obviously because of his size and athleticism, he could be a bunch of different things for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's he's probably as intriguing a prospect as is uh, we have in this class as far as you know what, what's he going to end up being. Um, you know, he he did a an outstanding job as a quarterback at the high school level, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and even, you know, played in an all-star game where he started in the all-star game. So he's, he's a guy that's got some tools and we're, we're going to give him an opportunity to, to line up there and compete. Um, obviously you look at a young man that's got that size already uh, coming in. You don't see a lot of six, eight quarterbacks, but you know, he's going to get a chance at least initially to see where he fits with that. And then we'll take it from there. I mean, 
you let uh, you know our strength staff get their hands on anybody, and they're going to do some pretty miraculous things with him. So we look forward to watching him develop. Is that like you and Gino and Coach Crook all like fight? Like you know, I see him as a tight end. I see him as a tackle. I see him as a quarterback. Could like, definitely it, it, be an arm wrestling contest <laughs> to see exactly where that one uh, winds up, and I wouldn't bet against me. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, uh, quarterback Michael Lindauer. Uh, he, he he popped up late in the process as you guys were, were going back over things. Um, I know Gino went to go see him throw, and then from there it was almost like, where has this kid been hiding? Because it seemed like you guys moved really quick on him. Uh, yeah. What, what does his tape show? I mean, he, he's statistically one of the best quarterbacks in Indiana football history in high school, and he you know, was completely off the radar. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, Fortunately for us, not a lot of people made it to Evansville, Indiana. Uh, you know, I think when we when we went back and started looking through, obviously, as you go through the recruiting process at the quarterback position in particular, it's a little unique. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, guys tend to uh, grab onto a program early. Some of the ones we were chasing uh, wanted to stay out west or they wanted to stay in the south or, you know, Midwest guys that were close by had made their decisions already before we got a chance to really dig in and recruit them. So we began again, I think, to scour the country. And one of the things I think that, you know, Brian Mason did a great job. He's our coach that recruits that area of keeping in contact with Michael, number one. And number two, even though he was committed to uh, Southern Illinois, keeping in contact with him. And then when we got a chance to kind of sit down and go, okay, what's the, where's the best player available that we feel like we can get our hands on to kind of fulfill a need in the quarterback room. Um, we put on his tape, and there's a guy that shows tremendous touch on the ball, uh, good arm strength, got the ability to make all the throws that you want a quarterback to make, and then had the ability to get out in space and make a few plays with his feet. He's not just a pocket quarterback. And obviously, you know, from watching us play this year, we covet that, the ability to not necessarily be a dynamic runner, but right. be a runner that can make some plays with his feet. and move in the pocket and do those things, and he had all those attributes. And with that, you know, he's a, a heck of a, a baseball and basketball player as well. He's just a really good athlete. So he fits really well for us there. Uh, loved his mind for the game when we put him on the board and grilled him uh, about some of the stuff that he did in high school and, and how he thinks the process and those things. So very, very excited about what he brings. Luke mentioned uh, in the press conference, three-sport guy, like you said. So he's never really focused fully on football it's almost like with him you know yeah he's played but he's never really been devoted to it year round with him you get kind of a, a some clay that you can mold and, and really turn into to what you want out yeah of I mean a little bit of a blank slate which you love you know he we can kind of you know throw him in with Gino and shut the door and leave him locked in there for a while together and uh, he's going to come out a much better player <laughs> and leave him in a room with Gino <laughs> yeah. for that long. that's true um, when you look to February obviously we can't talk names uh, but what do you think offensively you guys would be looking uh, for in terms of, of adding to this offense in February you know I think we'll still be looking to address uh, some quality at the offensive line position if we can find it um, I think there'll be a number of guys out there uh, as the cycle kind of churns through yeah. and, and you know you know where they are and where they're committed and guys that haven't signed and all those guys will be you know pretty much open and looking again so we'll reevaluate all that position uh, group and make sure you know if there is a guy that we think fits uh, in the parameters of, of what the need may be that that would be a guy we would sign um, 
I think we've still got a needed wide receiver if we can find the right guy. Um, you know, whether that's a transfer, a graduate transfer, whatever it happens to be, whether right. it's a high school kid that's out there that that shows a lot of skill. And there's a number of guys that we've been targeting, kind of tracking, uh, and we'll see how it goes. But uh, we've obviously got, I think, uh, a pretty attractive offense to play in these days, and uh, hopefully we'll get some guys to fill those holes. How, how much more receptive have kids been following 10 and 2? Yeah, Does well, that change been, the phone call? Yeah, I mean, it's been, in, you know, a night and day difference, obviously. You know, you're, you're in the beginning trying to sell your program, what your vision is and where you're headed, but there, there's really no evidence. Uh, now we've got evidence to back up who we are and what we are. And, and really, I think with the young players in particular excelling so much on the offensive side of the ball, guys see an opportunity for themselves to kind of step into those roles and, hey, that could be me. And uh, so it's very exciting. It's a it's an exciting time, and we get we get a lot of attention from high school players, uh, and, and rightfully so. This is a great place to be. You mentioned this a little bit, but how is it settling in now? This early signing period, and and understanding that reset that happens basically after today, uh, when you go back and you say, okay, who didn't sign across the country, and and now you can make a new board, and, and it's that. Do you like that process of now? It kind of narrows down, and you can kind of look and say, you know, I think what Luke, what seventy six percent of the kids signed in the first period last yeah. year. Yeah. So, but now you know, here's the twenty five percent that are left that we can go after. Exactly. I mean, it really identify. They really kind of identify themselves in a lot of ways, and uh, that obviously helps us kind of not just put one coach on them or the position coach and an area coach, but we can go after them as a staff, whether that's an offensive staff or a defensive staff, and really show them the type of attention that kids in today's world love. And uh, <laughs> gives us a chance to really love them up and show them how much they would fit into the parameters of what we're doing. Um, you know, having the nucleus of guys that we've got, I think we're comfortable with what we've got. Uh, and I think adding to that, much like we did at the end of the last recruiting cycle, uh, is going to be what puts us back over the top. All right, Coach. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Chad.